Amen. While we are still standing up, I just felt we need to pray this prayer. How many of us you are in your spirit, you vex because of what the terrorists are doing in this world? You know, you, you are annoyed in your spirit. Can I see you? Wave your hand to Jesus. Amen. And I was thinking about it. What is the way out of this issue? And I've got to conclude that until Jesus comes, there's no end. And in fact, these people claim to be fighting for God. But they will get the shock of their life. Claim to be fighting for. They are deceiving themselves. So the only prayer that can truly get the word heart of this mess is the Lord come quickly. So if you are still afraid that, oh, I don't want, I don't want to die now, I don't want to go to, to hell, it is time for you to prepare your way for the Lord. Because that is the next prayer for the church. Come quickly, O Lord. We can't afford to make the life of believers to be messed around like this. No more. We can't afford to make the kingdom of hell to seem as if they are laughing at our God. No. Come quickly. Revelation 22.20 It said, He which testified these things said, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. I want to go ahead and pray that prayer. Lord, come quickly. Lord, come quickly. We are tired of this evil, of the wicked against the gospel, against believers. And we see that the only way out is for you to come quickly. They will not know, they will not know that they are fighting for themselves and not for you. Until you come and you leave them behind. Jesus, come quickly. Put an end to this wickedness in our nation. Put an end to this wickedness against your children. Lord, come quickly. Lord, come quickly. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Choir, please, let's worship God with this song. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks unto the Holy One. Give thanks because it's given Jesus Christ is come. Give thanks, give thanks with a grateful heart. We give thanks unto the Holy One. Give thanks because it's given. Jesus Christ. 
Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. In Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. Praise God. You can please have your seat. Thank you, choir. God bless you. This morning, within a short time, we have we're going to be starting a series. We trust God for our Lord as long as He allows us to go through it. 
believers and challenges. Believers and challenges. Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 2. But now thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, high, that is your God talking, high we be with thee. And through the rivers, which represent difficulties, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest through the fire of oppression, of challenges, of obstacles, thou shalt not be born. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. I check the dictionary what those challenges mean. And hear what the dictionary says. There's something that is in its nature or character serves as a call to fight. As a battle, a duel, and a contest. Remember, even the Christ did not call it a problem. But what? A battle, a contest, a duel. And I define it as the contest of believers now. Anything standing between you and your expected end. That is what? Challenges. Anything that is standing between you and that which God has planned to be your portion, to make you to fulfill destiny, anything standing between you and that, is what? A challenge. For example, the wall of Jericho was a challenge for the Israelites to enter Canaan. It may be sickness for some people. It may even be the exam that you have to write for you to cross over to the next level of your life. It may be a mountain, like Jesus called it, in Mark 11. It may be a mountain of challenges, of obstacles, of hindrances, of deniers, what you ought to, to, to have. You are not given. You have been married, but no issue to justify it. It's a challenge. You have issues in your body that you cover for people to see. Then they see you, everything looks good. But inside of you, there is issue. There are issues you are passing through. You're going to trials and temptations. 
even have human beings that have turned themselves to principality, saying, as long as I am alive, you will not get to this position in your office. They are what? Challenge. That's why I want to ask you this question. Because I know we have various type of people in here right now. And if it looks like you, I want to pay attention to this question. Is there anyone here that has no challenge at all? Please, I want to see that person. You don't have any challenge at all. Please be sincere. If I see that person, I will just personally, I will pray that God, please take this man home straight. <laughs> Praise God. Until we see him in eternity, we're going to have challenges. Is there anyone here that has, you have overcome some challenges in your life? Is there anyone here? Please raise up your hand to appreciate God that yes, you have done, he has done that for you. Amen. So good. That, is there anyone here that you have never overcome any challenge in your life? All the challenges, they are just mesmerizing your life, harassing you anyhow. Anyone? Good. You see, this is a, this is a very healthy church. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Then, is there anyone currently you are passing through a challenge? Praise God. You know, I preached a message two weeks ago. I just asked a simple question. Father, have mercy, Lord. When you are asked to do something in church, I say, is there anyone passing through challenges? Holy Ghost, help. If you raise your hand, the Lord says, I should tell you, at that challenge, you will come to testify. When I made that call and you raised your hand, the Holy Spirit is saying, that issue, leave it in my hand. It is settled. And if you miss it, I don't know, God will give you another opportunity. Okay, do you still believe that God is the only one that can get you out of that issue? If that represents you, raise your hand to Jesus. Now, there are some people here. Have you ever asked God why it seems God is slow? God, you are too slow. Why is this problem like this? Don't, don't raise your hand. Say, God, why are you so slow like this? God, you are not proactive. <laughs> oh God. Praise God. Then do you know that or you believe that in that situation you have your God is not asleep and is watching you going through that issue. God is watching you going through that issue. If your answer to any of those questions is yes, congratulations. See, what is this man saying? 
You know why? Because you are not alone. I say you are not alone. Because it said in that place we read, it said, When thou passest through waters, high, I will not send angel. I will not send any other person to do it. Your God is saying, High will be with you. How many of you want God's presence? Then you won't challenge it. <laughs> Praise God. And that's the way it works. You want his presence? Be prepared for challenges. So when you are passing through those challenges, I will be right there with you. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, Say that no temptation taking you but such as is common to man. It is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with, with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. In other words, just like the mother eagle. When you see when the eagle wants to train the baby eagle out to fly, he will train him up and hold the baby. He will throw the baby small, small, it will be increasing the size. He will throw and be there to carry the baby. When the mother eagle knows that this, my baby, is not strong enough, he will go to the very top, very top mountain. Throw the eagle down. Then the guy will know, yeah, this is real life. I will start to swore. I'll be, eh? So this is how my mother used to do it. And before you know what happens, it begins to fly. That is what God does for you. We all have different challenges. And do you know the challenges we have? They are in measures. Your own challenge may be a barbecue for me. <laughs> Which means I have passed that test. I have passed that challenge. It's no longer a challenge to me. You need to recognize your own challenge and deal with it in the context. Of the Bible. No challenge you are facing currently or you will ever face is enough justification for you to backslide or to use, God forbid, for you to go and commit suicide. We have seen people go to commit suicide in church. I've seen a believer who claimed to be an elder in the church. If I know two, I went to commit suicide. Because of what? Challenge. Job 2, 9 to 10. Mrs. Job said, My husband, God is wicked. He's no longer on your side. 
if he can allow you to go through all these challenges, then curse this God and die. I don't want to be your wife again. I don't want, it's better I become a widow. Curse God and die. But Joe said, this woman is the devil talking to you. I will not curse God. Because I judge God faithful for whatsoever that has happened or will ever happen to me. And the Bible says, in all these did not Job sin with his lips. Romans 5, 3-5. Let me read from New Living Translation. Say we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. You see the contradiction? The Bible says rejoice in the midst of your challenges. For we know that they help us to develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. Remember what pastor taught us last week? Your attitude. Challenges help you to develop your endurance, your strength in the Lord. And this oath, verse 5, will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. That's why the Holy Spirit is called what? who? The Comforter. You know, one day I was looking at the word comforter. You can see it from two perspectives. Comforter means when you have bereaved, when you have challenges, the Holy Spirit will what? Comfort you. And at the same time, comforter may mean when you are living a life that justifies what God wants you to be, it will make you live what? Comfortable. And the Holy Spirit does all for you. To comfort you in the midst of your challenges and to make you live a comfortable life. And who is doing that? The Holy Spirit. That someone passing through the same challenge you have died because of it. It's not enough for you to be afraid. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It may happen to anybody, but not me. Can I hear you say that? It may happen to anybody, but not me. But not me. Not my family. Not my destiny. In the name of Jesus. Do you believe that? Good. I like that. That you are passing through that challenge is a proof that God's love is still intense like before. Now, the Bible says it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, your challenges does not change the position of God concerning His love for you. Some people, their, their response to situation is based on 
how they feel. How they think is sweet to them, but not your God. Remember, the Bible said, while we were yet sinners, he did what? He died for you. When you are still born again, he's still in love with you. In eternity, he's still in love with you. So don't ever let it cross your mind that it's like, God, God, you you have forgotten me. No. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Romans 8.37 says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together, not some things, not those things that are good only. He said, All things work together for good to them that love God. And them that are called according to his purpose. Now let's go to how do you treat your challenges? We'll touch something there. Next time when we have the time, we'll go into detail. In other words, what should be your approach to your challenges? Number one, see your challenges the way God sees it. Genesis 1.31 And God saw everything that he has made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were what? The sixth day. God saw everything he created. Including pig. <laughs> everything he created. Everything that came from the ground. Everything. God saw them and declared them what? good. Because that's the way he sees his creature. Psalm 34 verse 15. said, The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. So when God sees you, God is just waiting for you to open your mouth Tell him about that issue and your prayer is answered. God does not see impossibility. In Malachi 3.3 And he shall see it as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and put them as gold and silver. That they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. In other words, God sees you as a work in progress. He sees you as a precious stone, gold. Which, for you to be what God wants you to to be, what will he do? He will put you right inside the fire. And in the midst of that fire, he will not get his eyes off you. Now by the time you shine like him, you behave like him. They will remove that fire. And do you know when that happens? That's when actually it takes you to heaven. When your image is perfect like that of Jesus, then you are qualified to go with him. That's when Jesus, when Jesus Christ comes and appears in the, in, in, in the sky, he said, our body shall be changed. 
will put on a new body that will go meeting in heaven. You are God's own capital project. And if God declares you as his own project, can that project fail? Please answer. Is it possible for you to have shortage of money to run that project? Good. Can that project be delivered behind schedule? The truth is, when God declares you as his project, you cannot be, your project cannot be accelerated. It cannot be delayed. Because the Bible says, he has made all things perfect in his own time. First Peter 1, 6-7 We are still on See God See your challenges the way God sees it First Peter 1, 6-7 We are in Ye greatly rejoice Though now for a season If need be ye are in the heaviness Through manifold temptation That the trial of your faith The trial of your faith Be much more precious than of gold And perishes Though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus. So, brethren, see your challenges from the perspective of God and not from devil's perspective. You know the difference, right? All that devil sees about your challenges is going to draw you down and at the end to kill. The Bible says he has nothing but to what? Steal kill and destroy. But God sees everything. He I have come to give you abundant life. So please see your challenges from the eyes of faith. Stop seeing it the way the devil wants you to see it. Remember, I'm not saying you should run from your challenges. But see it the way God wants you to see it. See your challenges as opportunities for you to have the manifold presence of God. Do you remember first, if God has to, yes, today, all the problem in the life of my son, Rebecca, is solved. If care is not taking many of us, we'll backslide. Hello? It's hard, it's hard to right? but that's the truth. See your challenges as opportunity for promotion. We have said, without a trial, there cannot be testimony. Without a battle, there cannot be what? Victory. Without you going through a test, you cannot be declared as being successful. Has been passed, you must go through your test. Number two, how do you treat your challenges? Call your challenges what God calls it. Call your challenges whole. Call them what God called them. Not what your doctor called them. Not what your company called them. Not what your body called them. Not what you feel you want to call them. 
But call your challenges what God called it. In Isaiah 43, 1-2 that we read. It said, But now thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. So God called you, you are my hope. He said, you are the apple of what? His eyes. I'm painting this picture for you to know that whatever you are passing through, leave that alone. Focus on who? God. Your God is too, is too big for that problem to gain your attention. Stop giving that problem attention. Rather, give who attention? Your God. Isaiah 46, 10. It said, declare the end from the beginning. <laughs> Calling victory before the battle began. That is your God. Declare the end from the beginning and from the ancient times the things that are not yet done. Say, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. That is your God talking about your challenges. Talking about you. And in Isaiah 3, 10, it says, Say, that means call, tell the righteous that it shall be well with them. When you get home, go and look at the meaning of problem. Many of us, when we have issues, we call it problem. I did a research and went to the dictionary. Dictionary says, problems are anything situation or a person difficult to deal with or to overcome. So are you passing through problems? Or you are passing through challenges? See, anything difficult to overcome. And your God said, Jesus said, you are an overcomer. So why are you calling that issue problem? Problem is, meant, problem is like a puzzle. Right? You juggle here, try and error. You are not even sure, like some people, they are not even sure where they are going after death. But believers, all you go through is what? A challenge, a battle, an opportunity for you to change your level. Make only positive confession. Call that situation you are passing through what God calls it. Stop speaking negative confession. I vex in my spirit when I see believers the way they present their problem. I've said it before. Many of us, you can describe your problem more, can you, more than you can describe the miracle Jesus has done in the Bible. Which one should you know more? Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So watch what your tongue says about your problem. I say, Pastor, this, I don't think I, can, I will just manage it. Who makes you a manager? Pastor, leave it. I don't see. Anyway, if God wants to do it, okay. If He doesn't want to do it, okay. Confess what God says concerning your situation. 
And somebody said, what does God say concerning my situation? He said, you are healed. He said, you are the head and not the tail. He said, say ye to you the righteous, as long as you are a righteous man, it is well. He said, you are a lender and not a what? A borrower. He said, you are victorious and not defeated. Why don't you say what God says about you and stop saying what the devil says about you? I've had believers, and this one I'll be bored in poor God put in my heart where this message came from, with words that are not supposed to be mentioned in the mouth of a believer. Say, I'm confused. Say, I don't know what to do. It's not possible. Say, I'm frustrated. Those are defeated false language. Not you. I've seen people say, oh, I will die. Oh, I will die. This problem will kill me. <laughs> oh, God. Please, brethren, your voice, your tongue is anointed to declare the word of the Lord. Many of us have asked you, how are you, brother? Uh, well, it's uh, okay. Well, well, it was, it was, it was hectic. Yes, I've heard that. In my office, by God's grace, before they say, "How are you?" I say, "Perfect, excellent." One of them will look at me. Ah, this boy, what? <laughs> because that is the truth. I'm not saying it by mouth. I'm saying it from my, from the depth of my heart. Because I, no matter what I'm going through, it is what? Well, it is. Perfect. It is excellent. I don't care how you see my situation. That is your opinion. Say this man. That is your what? Opinion. But as far as I'm concerned, because God is on my side, it is perfect. Amen. Amen. Please, brethren, whenever you see people around you saying all such words, Get angry in your spirit. That's how it works. Refuse to agree to what somebody said about you. I had the story of a woman, the child died in the clinic. And the moment they said the child dead, the woman picked the baby and started running towards the church. The woman did not listen to anybody. Started running towards the church. When she got to the church, pastor is not in the church. He went to pastor's house straight and put the child on pastor's in, in pastor's house. Pastor, no, uh-huh. this is what? Problem. That child woke up. And I've seen a pastor. The child was sick. People that don't use that word. You will never hear me say, I am sick. No. Sick? No. Many of us will say it. You say oh, you are a liar. Okay. I will, tell you, I will tell you why it is not a lie. Later. This man of God, the child, died on a Sunday morning. You know what he did? He locked that child, put it on the bed, locked, and went to church to preach. And told nobody. When he got back home, the child was playing. Real story. 
Oh God. Brethren, it is when you don't know this God that this life will be miserable for you. I use that word, miserable. But if you know the God you serve, no matter what happens to you, it is... Because when you see that challenges, see it as opportunity. Oh, another time for me to pray more has come. I heard of a man of God, bishop in Nigeria. He went to, he came back from abroad, and the folks that were helping him to carry his load, one way or the other between the airport and uh, the house, the bags got lost. And when he got home, the wife said, ah, darling, you didn't even say anything about your bag that is stolen. Said, ah, I thank God I have something that someone can steal. <laughs> but if it is you, oh God, why did you allow this to happen, God? He said, I thank God I have what somebody can do everything to steal. Do you see your situation like that? Do you make your God to be glorified concerning your challenges or you make your God to be put to shame? Many of us, the way you portray your challenges, I'm rushing now because of time. The way you portray your challenges, it shows even unbelievers that this guy, sorry. Remember your word is a seed. And the word anybody's plant around you is a seed. Don't allow that word to, to be planted or to germinate or to grow. Reject it immediately. Nowadays, any time I have any thought, any fear, I don't wait until when I want to pray in the evening. Immediately you see me and my, my spirit is vexed. Say no in Jesus' name. Number three. Present your challenges the way God will be glorified, especially to unbelievers. Mark ten twenty seven. Mark ten twenty seven. Don't create pity party club around your problem. Don't create pity parties club around your problem. Anything happened to me, you want to greet me, oh, sorry, sorry, thank you, go. But you, you're nice, thank you, thank you. And I say, oh, thank you, when will you cry? Thank you. No, I will not cry. Because <laughs> I don't need to cry. Because whatever happened to me, God is still God. Micah 7, 8. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. That is the voice of a victorious man. My enemy, you think you are winning? You are a fool. It's just a while. You will see, you will, you will be scattered now. And you know what that means to the devil? The devil gets confused. <laughs> Now, let's go to, in the short time we have, before we go, let's just, we just speak one, how to overcome the challenges. And I'm going to be taking you through the invisible weapon of all will be well. 
Let me hear you say that. All will be well. Say it confidently. Do you know, I've seen people, when you're even saying it is well. When I see people say it is well, I, I try to study them. It is well, look. It is well. <laughs> it is well. I'm passing through challenges. You say it is well. <laughs> but you say it is well. The way you even say it is well, the devil says, no, this one, well for where? <laughs> well for where? <laughs> It is where that's the weapon I want us to consider in the next 10 minutes before we pray. All will be well. I will give you just three examples in the scriptures and probably two examples of my personal life and we close. It is where it's a powerful weapon. It is prophetic. It sells angels at a last for you. Well, of course, we don't know that's what happened. When you say it is well, angels at a last. The devil is... What do you think happens to the devil when you say it is well? He's confused. Say, eh? I don't know what this guy wants to do. I just took this thing from him. And he said it is well. Please, wait, wait, wait. Demons, wait, wait, wait. And before they recover from their confusion, God does the miracle. That is the weapon of all will be well. Mark eleven twenty three. Mark eleven twenty three to twenty twenty four. Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, he was teaching his disciples and he gave this example. So whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that is your challenges, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that thou, those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. And that is the truth. You declare it is well confidently and it becomes well for you. First John 5, 4. Say, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even your faith. Example number one. It is well. And that is Father Abraham. God said, Abraham, go sacrifice your son, Isaac. Abraham said, Daddy, I should sacrifice him. It is you? Yes, sir. The Bible said, immediately, the following morning, Abraham took Isaac, we are on the way. God said, I should sacrifice you. He didn't tell him that. He didn't even tell the wife. God said, I should sacrifice him. Okay, sir. And as Abraham was going, the Bible said, the Isaac asked, Daddy, this is fire. This is wood. Where is the ram? Abraham said what? God will provide. And what happened at the end? God provided. That is the word of faith. He was going there with the intention that God said I should kill this boy. I will kill him because I know he gave me in the first place. He can give me more. But when the boy asked, where is the ram? God will provide. And what happened? Every, everything in heaven began to rejoice. They started to rejoice. Eh? Go and bring that ram and put it there straight. Number two example. We don't have time to go into details of that. Is the Shunammite woman. All of us will know this woman. In 2 Kings 4, 80 to 36. 
This woman had an hopeless and the worst challenge any man can face. Death. The child was dead. The child was dead. But this woman, when he got to the husband, when he saw the child dead, he went to put the child on the man of God's bed. And he went to the man, to the husband. Said somebody, go and call my wife. The husband said, he said, everything well. He said, it is well. Do you know if it is you? The way you will say it to your husband, your husband will say, eh? No, 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 I know you, I know you. I know you, something has happened. But this man said, my husband, just relax. Everything is perfect. I'm just going to the man of God. In the presence of what? A dead child. When he got to the man of God, the man of God sent his servant. Look at what the man of God said. Say, run now, I pray thee. That's Second Kings 4.26. To meet her and say unto her, Look, hear this. Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she is answered, It is well. And before the end of that day, it became well for that woman. Somebody say it is well. Now, let's look at this. Did that woman lie to the husband and the man of God or not? She lied, right? Say it is well. He said it is not well. That is how the physical people that are physically conscious, how they behave. That is why you call your sickness the name, the name Dr. Corset. I've seen people, they are not made in medical, medical line, but they can de- describe the medical terms about their problem more than the scripture that solved that problem. <laughs> Praise God. This woman believed that this time, do you know what happened to that woman? She did not even find a place to doubt that this child is dead. There was no place in the heart of the woman that said, okay, this child, no. He said, no, this child is not dead. He's alive. She did not see death. Rather, she saw what? Life. Spiritually, that woman did not lie to the husband or the man of God. Because the woman was faint in the spirit. And not in the physical. So stop seeing your challenges in the eyes of the physical. See it in the eyes of what? Spiritual. And example three is that of David and Goliath. You know the story very well. David, before he even went to go and meet Goliath, said, Goliath, today, thank God, this is an opportunity for me to prove that my God is a great God. Say, Goliath, today, I will kill you and cut your head without having a, a sword, and I will give your, your head to the bird of here and the beast today. And before the end of that day, the head of Goliath was gone. Somebody say, it is well. Yeah. Say, it is well. Yeah. Let me just give you just two examples, just to, to, to show you that this thing works. Many of us, we, have, we may still be doubting it. When we have our first child, that is what I'm learning, my mother-in-law came, my mother came, and they were batting the baby. And I discovered, I used to tell my, my wife, you better see what they are doing very well. Because our next child, will not, you, they, they may not be able to come, because we'll be abroad. By then, I didn't apply anything. I, I did nothing about leaving Nigeria. And do you know what happened? Not up to six months, not up to five months, without an application, 
without any begging, without writing any email, I find myself in Oman. And our second child was given back to in this land. And I said it then. When we got here, I told my wife, you know, remember what I used to say? And it happened. Another example I will give you. When I got to Oman, I was on contract with my company. And I thought, I know I, I, don't, I don't enjoy this. I want to be a full staff of the company. And you know what I did? There's a software that we use in my company, which is my main software for my job. When they asked me to put the password, I put the password, Fayegbami, that is my language. <laughs> in my language, the password is Fayegbami. You know what it means? Lord, grant me a secure space in this company. Before six months, I got opportunity for interview. And that, I, did not, I was not allowed to resume. Devil fought everything to make sure I would not resume that job until one year after. And you know what? Each time I say, Fayegbami, I say, God, remember. Grant me access, remember. And before I have to renew my visa, the miracle happened. And you know, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm still smart for Jesus. Immediately I started that job, I changed that password. So God lifts me up on this job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm not going to wait until when I need the miracle before I start to pray. I'm giving you a hint. This thing works, brethren. Stop confessing demonic words about your issue. Rest to your feet. I don't know what you are passing through right now. But God has made it to know that God is right in there with you. Why not go ahead and begin to confess what God says concerning that issue? Go ahead and confess whatever scripture you can remember now. Go to the Bible, you can remember it. If you don't remember anything, say, Lord, it is well. Continue to say it is well until you are convinced. You, are, you, you know you are sure it is truly well. Say, Lord, it is well with me. It is well with my wife. It is well with my children. It is well with my destiny. It is well with my career. It is well with my finances. It is well with my body. It is well with me. It is well with my family. It is well with my marriage. It is well with all that concerns me. Go ahead and declare it. Say it is well with me. It is well with me. It is well with my hope. It is well with my children. It is well with every area of my life. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. And do you know that is how it works? Jesus said, whatsoever you declare with your mouth, and you don't doubt it, he said you will receive it. You don't stop saying it is well until it becomes well. That woman did not stop saying it is well until it became what? Well. Somebody is here, you are not born again. The Bible says, Say ye to the righteous, it shall be well with him. And you are not righteous, you are on your own. That word is not for you. Everything I've said today is only in the context of if you are a child of God. If you are not a child of God, you are in the club we call OYHO on your own. 
And God is saying, you need to change your club today. I become on God's side. OGS on God's side. Every eye is closed. You know you are not born again here. And you are passing through challenges from right front and center. Before one problem stops, another one starts. God is saying, why don't you cross to my side? You are not born again. I want you to please raise up your hand. I want to pray with you. Anybody there, you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus? Nobody. Every eye is closed. I want you to go ahead and say, Lord, I believe your word. Make it come to pass in my life. Bring your word to pass in my life. And begin to declare again that, Lord, I am what God will say I am. I am a winner and not a loser. I am victorious and not defeated. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Please have your seat. Now it's the time for us to come to the Lord's table. Please turn to First Corinthians chapter 11, from verse 23. I will read it for you. For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For the Lord, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Dear children of God, the table which we kept before us is for the children of God who has accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. From this scripture, what it is saying is the three things. One is about the past. Jesus Christ died for us. The present is a fellowship of believers. The future is the coming of the Lord. The same thing as Jesus did on this earth. He remembered the Passover, which the Israelites did it. 
and he also said about the that time the present fellowship he fellowship with his disciples and he also mentioned that about his future death but for us our hope is the coming of the lord so dear children of god as it is very clear it is for chosen children of god who gave their life accepted christ in their life and they can freely come and take part in this table if you are not still is a time for you examine yourself and you judge yourself don't let god to judge and chasten you and let us have come and union our communion together close our eyes gracious heavenly father we praise you and we thank you for the wonderful time and the privilege that you given to us thank you for the table which you prepare for us we pray and bless the bread and the wine you sanctify it when we take part in this father we impart blessings in our life and when we come in union lord we say that we are one with you and we share your blessings and we remember you died for us and you gave life for us and you rose again and you are coming again lord help us to declare and proclaim the same truth to this world in jesus name we pray amen please come quickly the time is short come in order cooperate with ashish
Thank the Lord for this day. Just thank the Lord for this moment. And let me just read out a verse even as you are thanking the Lord. Malachi chapter 4, verse 2. To you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. The word starts off by saying that to you who fear my name. There are some of you who face a challenge today. And that challenge is you have not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Communion is not offered to you. I'm trying to be slow, I'm trying to be clear. You have a challenge. But God is telling us that there is a way. God is telling us there is a way. There are many here who have accepted the Lord. There are some who say, I still need time. God is saying the time is now. To those of you who have accepted the Lord, you can say, it is well. It is well. There is no doubt. With no doubt in your heart, you can say that. But to those of you who haven't accepted the Lord, can you really say, it is well? Think about it. Think about it. Ask God. Let's all just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. To those who have received the Lord, say, thank you, Lord, that I can actually say, thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that I can say, it is well. Thank you, Lord, that everything is well. 
I have nothing to fear. God said, fear not. You may go through the waters. The fires may come over you, but it is well. That is what you and I can say. Father God, we just want to say thank you, Lord. You have spoken to us today, Lord Father. You have again reminded us, Lord Father. And even as we partook, Lord Father, of your bread and your, your body and your blood, Lord Father, we thank you, Lord, that today we can say it is well. Father God, thank you, Lord, that when we speak and when we say it is well, it is from the bottom of our hearts, Lord Father. These are not lip words, Lord Father, but these are words of life, Lord Father. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you have chosen to be with us, Lord Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have chosen to minister unto us today, Lord. And we give all praise, honor, and glory to you, Lord. Father God, I thank you, Lord Father, for every minister you have used this day, Lord Father. And we pray, Lord Father, that you will continue to anoint your men, Lord Father. You will continue to bless them and their families, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to be with every one of us. Build us up into the kind of people you want us to be, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that the, the words on our lips every day shall be, it is well. Father God, I thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Church, God bless you even as you step out. Tell your brother, tell your sister, it is well. Have no doubt about that.